It is Thursday, December 28th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. NFL Week 17 kicks off tonight. And who needs Caleb Williams? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The Flacco Bowl, Browns Jets on Thursday night. Miller Moss pulls his best, Caleb Williams. And we've got more bowl games to come. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? We start with week 17 of the NFL kicking off tonight. The Cleveland Browns, who have surprised many with their performance sends a quarterback. Not your but, boy. But can we even say that now? Because I think Joe Flacco has proven over the past several weeks that he is, in fact, a quarterback. Joe Flacco's QBR is 45. Uh, so he's been hit or miss, but the Browns have been winning games with him. And he's throwing for a lot of yards. It's also come with a lot of turnovers. Seven interceptions through four games for Joe Flacco. But, I mean, the 1,300 yards through four games is something that the Browns weren't seeing uh, when he wasn't in the game. So I guess if you're going to get mediocre quarterback play, at least get mediocre quarterback play that comes with some yards and mm-hmm. some points uh, rather than the safe play with no turnovers but also no no offense. So, oh, yeah, they, he threw for 254 yards in the first start. That was against the Rams. Off the couch, Mike. Off you. the couch. In the three games since, the Browns are 3-0. and He has thrown for 311. 374 and 368 yards. Three touchdowns, two touchdowns, and three touchdowns. You mentioned the interceptions. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them. But that offensive production for a Browns team that has a defense like they have is very dangerous. I'm telling you, the Browns are a serious contender in the AFC. I don't know if they can I don't know if they can get to the Super Bowl. But I think that if you're, you know, somebody who's got a home game in mm-hmm. round one of the playoffs and you think, ah, it's just the Browns, it's just Joe Flacco, I think you're fooling yourself. This is a scary team. Meanwhile, for the Jets, Trevor Simeon will start once again. Uh, last night when we were recording the Dream Pod, we had R.J. Bell on to discuss a same-game parlay for tonight's Jets-Browns game. Let's start with our thesis. And remember, with me here... It's like there's no substitute teacher. It's the professor. Oh, I don't know about that. But we want a thesis, and that thesis is what we build upon. What is our thesis? My thesis is that the Browns are going to win this game, <laughs> and uh, the Jets are going to be playing from behind and trying to salvage offense with Trevor Simeon against this Browns defense. Okay. Do you think Flacco being there, Flacco in a way embarrassing them, by saying your your judgment is such you keep Wilson, but let Flacco go. They let Mike White go. It seems like they had some of the best backups in the league, but somehow they let them go. Mistakes. Mistakes, it seems. Mistakes. So now the question is, don't they want to make Flacco look like crap? They would like to. So I think the defense is going to be motivated. Mm-hmm. For me, I look at the Browns' offense – and I look at Flacco, and I'm trying to think, what has Flacco done well with this? Throwing the ball. <laughs> he has done really well uh, throwing the ball. But specifically throwing the ball to his tight end, David Njoku. Over the past three games, he has 31 targets. 
with Joe Flacco as his quarterback. He's exceeded 90 yards in two of the last three games. And he seems to be on a scoring tear right now. So I like to play in Joku, find a way to play some David and Joku overs here. All right, so let's put into context these targets you're talking about. So how many, can you read off the number of targets each game? Sure. So in the last uh, several weeks, nine targets against Uh, Houston. Is this the most recent week first? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nine targets against Houston, 14 against Chicago, eight against Jacksonville, and six against the Rams. That's just in the games against uh, with Joe Flacco at quarterback. But now we want to just keep going further. Nine targets against Denver. Fifteen against Pittsburgh. Nine against Baltimore. This is without Flacco. This though. is without Flacco. He is a high-volume target for the quarterback or for the offense of the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Now, do you feel like this is underrepresented in the line? Do you feel like – because – in a way, just picking, even if you know, if you have a prop that's mighty good by itself, it can get into a same game parlay. But in theory, we want the ones that are related to mm-hmm. each other. So, do you see any relationships, or is that just out there as a consideration right now? Well, his reception total is five and a half at plus one twenty, so it's a high number for sure. But you're getting plus money on the over five and a half. If you just want to look at his yardage, though. It's 49 and a half minus 125 to the over. Mm. Looking at tight ends against the New York Jets this season. That's interesting. On average, they allow 45 yards per game to opposing tight ends. Uh, last week against the Commanders, 50 yards. Um, they've exceeded, so the Ninjoku number is 49 and a half. So tight ends have exceeded 50 yards in one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven games against the Jets this season. So if you rank teams 1-32 to against tight ends defensively, where's the Jets show up at? Take a look at that. Now, when you do that, here's what's going to shock you guys. If we look at the Browns' offense from week 13 on, so 13, 14, 15, 16, four weeks, number one in the league, San Francisco, number two, Green Bay, well, skip, 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 skip. Number 26, the Browns. So for all this talk of Flacco, this is the 26th best offense. Number 25, the Giants. All right? The only teams worse, Washington, Pittsburgh, Houston. Obviously, some, you know multiple games missed a quarterback during that time from Stroud. New England, Jets, Chargers. So this is we got two teams at the very bottom 26 and 31 all right during the Flacco era during the same era let's look at defense I'm thinking we go on some extreme unders here I think this could be a real tight kind of 9-3 kind of game So I had a feeling on that uh let me just update the Jets yeah. against tight ends the Jets have allowed the second most touchdowns to tight ends this season the Broncos have allowed 10 the Jets have allowed eight touchdowns okay. to tight ends this season. So maybe a, what's what's uh, anytime touchdown? Yeah, what's that look like odds wise? It's actually it's 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 plus one ninety. Okay, so I mean, is that good or bad? Usually, you see tight ends a little bit higher than that, but so that they're they're pricing in the fact that Njoku and Flacco are, are on a little roll here, and that the Jets do allow how tight, many how many how many ends. touchdowns does Njoku have in the last four weeks? Uh, two four. 
Four touchdowns from Flacco. In the last three games, he has four touchdowns. Okay. So I think we we might get a nice count. So let's do this. Let's just start off under in the game and a touchdown from him and see what we get there. Okay. So uh, under 34 and a half. For now, yeah. And in Joku, anytime touchdown, Uh plus 575. Okay. Now that's interesting. In fact, I think we maybe make that the quarter start because that's a nice payout and – one t- More than a nice payout. Yeah. 575. One touchdown doesn't stop us. You know, it's a, in theory, it's an anti correlation, which we like because if it was just two to one, I mean, yeah, let's think about that. A normal two teamer is plus 270 or so. 100 wins you 270. And we're saying it's, it's, almost, I mean, what, double that, right? Mm hmm. Plus okay. 575. Yeah, more than double. Okay. Okay. By the way, on defense during this era, the Browns are, or these four weeks, the Browns are sixth. So all D, Jets are four. So we got four and six. We got 26 and 30. I'm not sure there's been a spread this year that if you just look at the slots and do the math, that would be this extreme. The the thing that worried me or worries me, and, and I think we were on opposite sides of this wager last week. Uh, I said during for the Jets Commanders game, I feel like the Jets defense is running out of steam. And well, I mean, they have the fifth or the fourth best defense the last four weeks. Okay. The last two weeks, mm-hmm. they gave up 30 to the Dolphins, who were missing three starting offensive linemen and the best receiver. Well, in first football. off, the Dolphin the Dolphins throw so quickly, their O-line affects the run more, a lot more than the pass. And, I mean, I think we saw – I don't know how we rank the Cowboys in the in the scheme of things, but Miami put up a nice – I mean, I don't know. I we can all, It's funny. You can always find a narrative that fits any feeling. You can say any feeling, and we can find a way to spin it. It's just hard to look at a team that's the top five on the, uh, on the season, top four – in the last four weeks, but say, so you were feeling that after one game then? Yeah, because I, I thought that they were running out. I mean, obviously, once they got eliminated from playoff contention, I said, are they going to be as intense anymore? And but I think the Flacco situation, I think they really are motivated not to let him look good o- about them. I think that might be the driver here, the emotions behind it. But then last week, they looked really bad against the commander's defense, which or against the commander's offense, which worries me even further. Yeah, commanders has had one of the best offenses in football, though. I mean, the commanders are one of the highest scoring teams in football, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I and you know what? Maybe that's why this line. I think we got to add one more thing here, and maybe even make it part of the core. I get maybe we make two cores because I'm looking. Let's look at the under and. Because if we like the under this much, we gotta like the Jets, right? Plus the seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, throw that in the and see what that get, gets us with the Injoku. Yeah, touchdown? for now, let's see what let's Plus get sixteen hundred. That's nice because we're talking about like massive anti correlations here because we're betting on the Cleveland player to score mm-hmm. and the Jets plus seven and a half. Yeah, with the under. I know, I know, I hear you, but we're getting set. You can only score seven on it now. I mean. <laughs> You know, listen, there's a couple ways to go about this, right? One way is to have four or five things that are kind of correlated. But I see a vision. But let's do this. Let's let's set that. Uh, I think what we do maybe is we have 
Well, how's this sound? What is it if we take away the touchdown uh, first, the, you know, the tight end's touchdown? What do we got then? So just the Jets plus seven and a half and the under 34 yeah, and so a half gonna be in... plus 230. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so they're putting in the correlation right there, huh? Okay. So I think we throw that in and then meaning throw in the tight end touchdown. Plus 1,600. All right. And then now the question is, what do we want to make the core? Because another thing that interests me a little bit, and we'll make this official when we do, so bear with us. This is We're showing you how to make the sausage here, right? Is I'm interested in a total even – let's forget the tight end and let's go lower on the total. Like what's the lowest total they offer us something on? So we're keeping Jets plus 7.5? Yeah. Okay. I think any under, you got to start leaning that way, right? So, I mean, pick a number. The lowest number is 23.5. All right. Well, let's start there and see what we get. Plus 600. Well, that, that, all right. So we, we're, given, we're getting, given like 11 points, and we're going like from plus 270 or plus 240. That's not too good, is it? No. Okay. Well, maybe try, try a couple other levels and see if anything jumps out at you. Because I wouldn't mind making it a little more difficult. Maybe right. it's 31. Uh, no, no, because if, if under thirty-one is two ninety-four, you're going from two thirty to two ninety-four. It's not much. Wow. All right. All right. So I don't want the whole parlay to be about the tight ends touchdown. So what? Uh, what's some other options? Oh, I think that same that no three scores is interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we get there. So we have either team to score three unanswered times. If we add the no to the Jets and the under, it's plus three eighty-five. Okay, now that gets interesting. Now, what, if you if we didn't have any bets and we made that the first bet, the three-time scoring no is what? Plus one fifty-five. Okay, so plus one fifty-five, but we're saying it's going under, and we're saying the dog covers, which in a way that really go the idea of the dog scoring three straight times is it's less likely. Lesser, yeah. That's plus 675 if we add it to the two legs. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of find that interesting. So just to be clear then, the two legs pays what? Because as Fez does, I want to add the 100 and see what we're getting paid exactly on this. So, yeah, so Jets plus 7.5, under 34.5 is plus 230. Okay. And then you add in the no three times. Mm-hmm. It goes to? Plus 385. Oh, it only goes to plus 385. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 330... Is because you're 230 plus the 100, it becomes 385. So that's like minus 600. Yeah, not good. Not good. All right. Here's what I'm going to do it's time to put up or shut up. I'm going to let each of us do our own parlay, and we'll just see next week how everyone did. <laughs> All right, Scott, you start. I'm just going to go with two touchdown scorers. I'm going to go with David Njoku. We talked about the numbers for the tight end with Joe Flacco of the Cleveland Browns. So I got Njoku to score a touchdown. And I think the player most likely to score a touchdown for the New York Jets, should they get a touchdown, is Brees Hall. Two touchdowns last week on the ground. I think the Jets are going to feed the hot hand here. So Brees Hall and David Njoku both to score touchdowns plus 600. Okay. Do me a favor. I'm just curious. That's your official one. Mm-hmm. But throw in under the normal total. I want to see what it does to yours. Plus 2,800. <laughs> That's wild. That, but you'd have two touchdowns for sure. Yeah. That's tough. Um, how about if you just took that out? I'm just one more. And if you had Jets plus the seven and a half. Plus 1,100. 
I like that. That's interesting. AJ. Uh, I'm a little more sour on the Jets defense right now than you mm. guys are. So I went total over 31. I went with Joe Flacco alternate passing yards, 250 plus. Okay. uh, Which is at plus 125. Uh huh. Bold. Njoku over five and a half receptions at plus 120. Mm hmm. And I did Cleveland first field goal made at minus 135. First field goal. Here's the thought (laughs) the Jets kicker is hurt. I think if the Jets, who are underdogs, get in a situation where it's close, do we kick the field goal, do we go for it? They're going to go for it. Hmm. And These are some thinking in that. And I, I think Cleveland is, is more apt. I think Cleveland will certainly have more field goal attempts. So I figure uh, minus 135, I'll take the first shot at it. Have you reevaluated the running back stuff? So there was a back, I can't remember what game it was, where it was like he wasn't even hardly on the roster and he ran for like once. Oh, I guess the Baltimore back, right? How many yards did he? There was a back that was like hardly on the roster, ran for 160 like this weekend. And it was just like I was thinking about AJ's obsession with running backs. What, just, my obsession? Oh my God. Every week you're saying so and so's got the first, the two backs hurt. Oh, I mean, if you're down to your third back, it's not a good thing. <laughs> All right. So you're pay, you pay what? Uh, five to one. It's plus 500. That's plus 500. it for all those things? Yeah. Say it one more time. Uh, over five and a half in Joku receptions, over 250 passing so yards. So it's just for Joe over, Flacco. over, over. Okay. And first field goal made Cleveland. All right. Actually, of all those things, the first field goal made Cleveland is the most interesting. Now that you talked it through. By the way, if anyone wants to bet that, call me. I'll book it. No. <laughs> all right. Here's my. I'm going to keep it real simple. I'm going to go alternative line Jets plus three and a half. All right. They're not okay. getting seven and a half. They're getting three and a half. And I'm going under 31 and a half. Plus 425. Okay. It's that simple. It's going to be a low-scoring game. And you know what? In low-scoring games, the points matter. And I think the Jets are going to be competitive. All right. I think mine's the best. I think AJ's the worst. <laughs> was yours really the worst, AJ? I don't think mine was the worst. I mean, you got to feel good about your bets. I feel good about mine. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, listen, I'm I'm of the belief, and this was uh, in in the the pre-production of the same game parlay. I was scoffed at for saying that the Jets' defense is maybe falling off a little bit. Mm. And the last couple weeks, like I I said this last week, after the Miami game, Miami with missing three offensive linemen and missing Tyreek Hill, they still lit up that Jets' defense. And then the next game, Washington who was at one point a good offense has not been a good off. This was the, I mean, that 28 points was the most points they've put up in six Mm. weeks. Uh, This is a team that's been putting up 10, 13. They blew up on those jets last week. So I'm a little worried that this jets D is running out of gas, which makes sense. They carried that team for a long time and and they're tired of carrying it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to keep doing that week after week. So I do think there is some sort of pride to play in here, but I don't, I don't think the jets have like any ill will towards Joe Flacco. If anybody was going to like say, Hey, this is my F you game. It's Flacco. It's Joe Flacco, not the jets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, I think that maybe there's a little bit of fight left in the jets team, but everyone's focused on next year. I mean, that was a nice win last week. I don't know if they sustain it here for the final two games of the regular season. Was it a nice win? I mean, yeah. it's, it was a win. Sure. But at the beginning of the season, if I told you in, in week 16. No, no, no. But that, I'm, I don't care about that. I'm, I think about the fact that 
there was question marks about the future of this team. Owner Woody Johnson comes out and says, Robert Sala will return as the head coach next season, and the team responds with a you know gut-wrenching victory. That's, that's, that's a big win. Yeah, That makes the team feel good. Uh, and now we'll see what happens tonight against the Browns. Jets seven-and-a-half-point dogs here against Cleveland in Cleveland. The big story in the NFL yesterday, AJ, the Broncos deciding to bench Russell Wilson for the remainder of the season, and they will start Jared Stidham at quarterback. And a lot of it, well, mainly, it's this is the first step in getting rid of Russell Wilson. They are protecting him from injury. Because the contract uh, he gets what thirty four million is it thirty four mil guaranteed? Should he fail a physical? Yeah, and, and he's got thirty nine million guaranteed for next year anyway. Which means this is uh, R J and I disagreed on this. I think this can only lead to the release of of Russell Wilson, and it'll be you know probably won't be this season but it'll it'll be you know in the first few days of the league year which comes in march yeah 37 million becomes fully guaranteed if he can't pass the physical and this has happened before where teams have benched the quarterbacks to prevent them from the fully guaranteed contracts raiders did it with Derek Carr the Colts did it with Matt Ryan the Raiders did it with Jimmy Garoppolo and now the Broncos are doing it with Russell Wilson and I think this is all leading up to them getting rid of him this offseason. And somebody's going to get a great deal next year because what this is going to end up happening is Russell Wilson's going to get cut, and because he's got a fully guaranteed 2024, wherever he goes, he can do a one-year deal for the league minimum, the Mm -hmm. veteran minimum, and the Broncos pay the balance of what's owed on top. So they like let's say he gets – Two million. I don't know what the league minimum is now for veteran quarterbacks, but let's say it's two million. He gets two million from Team X. Broncos pay thirty-seven million, and it gives it gives Russell Wilson two things. It gives him a chance to sign with a team he thinks can, he can contend with, and it gives him a chance to showcase himself and say, sure. "Hey, I'm not washed. I can still do something here." This was a Denver Broncos problem and not a Russell Wilson problem, and still make great money while he does it. So this is actually it's actually not the worst situation uh, for Russ Wilson. And I think the Broncos are a strong play this week. I think the spread is a huge overreaction to going from Russell Wilson to Jared Stidham. Remember, Stidham last year in his first start against the Niners threw for. 365 yards and three scores. I think Sean Payton knows what he has. They went out and got this guy in the offseason. They outbid the Raiders who had him last year, and they they signed him to a two-year, $10 million deal for a reason. I think Payton's going to work with him or has been working with him all week. This is not a decision that they made yesterday on Wednesday. They knew that this was going to happen, and I think Stidham will be prepared this weekend against the Chargers. I think so, too. And on the, the Dream Pod, the, the Westgate number is Denver minus three, which I, th- I think would be a great bet. At three and a half, mm-hmm. I'm less thrilled about it. Uh, it like it, For it to go from six to three and a half is not – I mean, that, that actually kind of makes sense, the drop from Russell Wilson to Jarrett Stidham being two. But once it got onto the three – like that that was just way too much. Uh at three and a half, I'm I'm more neutral on it, but I I because Easton Sticks played okay. Mm-hmm. Uh I, in a back battle of backup quarterbacks, I'd I'd rather not lay more than a field goal. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore. 
your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. College Bowl season continues yesterday. Four games on your bowl schedule and favorites go three and one. Overs also go three and one. West Virginia with a 30 to 10 win over a depleted North Carolina squad. Vatek with a 41 20 win over a depleted Tulane squad. <laughs> Oklahoma State with a 31 23 win over a depleted. Texas A&M and M squad got depleted when they lost their quarterback on the first play from scrimmage. Uh, so it was it was a real disaster for A and M. And the lone dog to win USC with Miller Moss at quarterback blows out Louisville 42-28. Moss throws a Holiday Bowl record six touchdowns. Caleb, who? Yeah, I mean, and you remember yesterday when we were talking about this game, I said, this is a quarterback who was recruited to USC by Lincoln Riley. He's probably got some game. It looks like Miller Moss has some game, and he made this this Louisville defense that looked pretty strong all season look terrible. Uh, and you know what? To their credit, USC's defense held up nicely. 28 mm-hmm. points. Uh, You'll take that every – I mean, imagine if USC only gave up 28 points every game. <laughs> They're undefeated. Probably a national champion. So, uh, yeah, this was – Miller Moss looked like Caleb Williams against Colorado. Yeah. That's how good he looked. Yep. And it, I told you I wanted to take USC, and I, I, I said it's because of Miller Moss. I think he could ball out, and he absolutely did 
last night. It gives you a little bit of hope for uh, for USC. You know, this was obviously a massively disappointing mm-hmm. season uh, to go seven and five, eight and five now, but seven and five when there were thoughts that they were going to win the national championship, yeah. or compete for the national championship. Uh, it was a disaster, but Miller Moss it gives you some hope for the future. Assuming he doesn't transfer by tomorrow. Sure, who knows? sure. <laughs> we have four games on the bowl schedule for today. Uh, action gets started at Fenway. With the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. It's pretty spicy there. Uh, number 24, SMU against Boston College. SMU 10.5 point favorites. And AJ, the biggest concern that I have in this game is if SMU goes up by double digits, is Boston College built to come from behind? I would say no. I mean, if you said what's the what's the best uh, the best trait that their quarterback has, I would say he's a good runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I don't think they're built to come from behind, and, and I specifically don't think in this weather they're going to be built to come from behind. A lot of people have been talking about the the game that's going to be played in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be pretty bad weather here in Boston, too. Look, right now it's it says 44 degrees, uh, winds around 15 miles an hour, and uh, 50% chance of rain. So it's not, not an ideal passing uh, environment. And if, you, if this SMU defense can make you one-dimensional, life is going to be hard. Uh, I, I think the under is a good play here. Uh, I, 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 and at 10 and a half, I, I would certainly lean to SMU. Um, I liked SMU earlier in the process. Of course, they're, they're without Preston Stone, who was a big part of their offense. But I've, I've said this all season long. SMU got a lot of love for what they were doing on the offensive side and not nearly enough love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for what they do on defense. This is an elite G5 defense. We have SMU 10.5-point favorites, total 47.5. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. We have Rutgers, a 1.5-point favorite against Miami, total of 41.5. And And to me, it's about the Rutgers defense. We know that Greg Schiano coaches defense. They will grind away the game on offense. They play at an extremely slow pace on offense. But the defense, when they create takeovers, uh, takeaways, that's when I combine turnovers with yeah, takeaways like for takeovers. That's like a new thing. I'm going to start calling it takeovers. <laughs> when Rutgers gets takeaways, they're a winning program. When they force multiple turnovers in a game this year, they're four and two straight up. Uh, that's strong. And is Miami this, turning the ball over twice in this game? Uh, well, I think the odds are pretty good they will. Tyler Van Dyke's not going to be around. Um, and if this becomes, I mean, Greg Schiano, I think there's a, a nice coaching edge for Rutgers here. So, um, and I, I also think this is a game where these kids from Miami, there's another team that have a lot higher expectations than, mm-hmm. than playing in the bad boy Mowers Bowl. Uh, they didn't think that's where they'd be at the beginning of the season. This is probably, I mean, it's this a virtual is probably, home game for Rutgers. This is a big deal for Rutgers. Yeah. They're excited to big be here. Big crowd, yep. And the weather certainly favors Rutgers. Taking this Miami team and, and putting yeah. them up in the cold weather, uh, yeah, I, I'd only look to Rutgers here. Absolutely. Uh, number 18, NC State, and number 25, Kansas State, in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I love Pop-Tarts, first of all. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a discussion about the, the best Pop-Tart flavors. You and I have some disagreement. 
some disagreement, mm-hmm. but I like I like chocolate fudge. You like the cookies and cream yeah, kind, and I also like the chocolate chip ones. Yeah, my favorite though is the brown sugar cinnamon. I like them. I don't need them to be warmed up. No, I eat them just right out of the package. I sometimes, when I was a kid, I used to break them up into a cereal bowl and pour milk on them and eat it like cereal. No, no, not for me. Well, no. you're not a real man. Uh, Kansas uh, State is minus two and a half. Totals forty-seven and a half. The game being played in Orlando. Listen, I don't understand this line. I don't understand why Kansas State is favored. Uh, North Carolina State fought like hell to get to this situation. I think they're highly motivated. Uh, We're going to see presumably the last game, college game of Brennan Armstrong. When you look at the Kansas State opt-outs, it's it's unreal. Will Howard, gone. Treshawn Ward, gone. Uh, their, their safety, Kobe Savage, gone. Uh, their, their best corner, Will Lee, gone. Uh, Nate Matlack, their edge rusher, gone. Colin Klein, their OC, accepted the A&M job, gone. Philip Brooks, gone. Uh, they're, tight, they're starting tight end. Gone. It's just, and that's not a, that's all that we know of. I mean, there, there's other guys that we, we're not even sure yet. Cooper Beebe uh, is a, a potential NFL offensive offensive lineman. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, you know, there, there's been there's been guys like some of the defensive players that we don't know. They, the last time we saw them, they were like walking around in boots and on crutches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to play. So to me, this is one team who is pumped to be here. They fought their asses off to get to a bowl game versus a, a team that had high hopes early in the season and they started to dwindle. And now it seems like nobody's interested in playing that from a motivation standpoint, this is a, a North Carolina state smash spot. Yeah. And I think it's all about Brennan Armstrong, right? Uh, give me the quarterback that's motivated in this game. No doubt. And, and that's Armstrong. In the Valero Alamo Bowl, played in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, number 14, Arizona, number 12, Oklahoma. Arizona, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 59-and-a-half. The games for Oklahoma, it's all going to be about Jackson Arnold. Like, what is he going to be as the starting quarterback? Obviously, Dylan Gabriel gone, transfer portal and whatnot. Um we know Oklahoma. We know what their offense is capable of when it's still in Gabriel, right? I don't know what to expect from them. What I do know is that Arizona is looking to cap off a hell of a season. And I think Arizona is looking to make a big statement here and carry momentum into next season. I agree. I've I've been in love with this Arizona team for, you know, the last six, seven weeks of the season. Uh, And you mentioned Jackson Arnold and, and, you know, we know what this OU offense is going to look like, but we don't really. Uh, they've got two offensive linemen who have opted out to go to the NFL. And I think the most important loss here is Jeff Levy. Jeff Levy is the new coach at Mississippi State, the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for, for Oklahoma. So we don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like. We know what it what it is supposed to look like, but we don't know if there's someone yeah. who can call the plays uh, that are going to make it look the way it should. And as for... As for Arizona, they've, they've got a couple opt-outs as well. Uh, but it, it, some of the guys that I expected to opt out, uh, Jacob Cowing specifically, uh, who is going to play in the NFL, says he's playing in the bowl. And when, when NFL draft guys are playing in the bowl game, that tells me that team is motivated. That mm-hmm. team wants to win. Uh, th- there were no real key opt-outs other than the left tackle for Arizona. Uh, and, I mean, he's a, he's a big loss. Very good player, Jordan Morgan. But other than him, it seems like everybody's here. Everybody's ready to play. Uh, so, I, I, t- to me, this is an Arizona spot. I agree. Uh, I, I like and, – and we talk about so many times with these bowl games, how are the coaches going to treat it? I think Oklahoma – 
looks at this game as an extension of the offseason. Let's see what we have going into next season. Arizona looks at this game as we're going to carry this is a program builder. We're going to carry momentum into next year. This is so a program builder. I like Arizona a lot, actually. Let's take a look at the NBA action for tonight. The Pistons, losers of an NBA record, 27 straight games are in Boston to take on the Celtics. Boston is minus 16 and a half. The Celtics are 14 and 0 at home. Pistons money line. I was about to say, is this the <laughs> is this the game? Is this the game where the Pistons finally win? God no, they are not going to win. I don't I I imagine they play is hard. Is Celtics here? money line a bridge jumper bet? Uh yes. I most books won't even offer. <laughs> Celtics money line. That's how bad this is. So, oh uh, listen, this is a, a a terrible team against a team that hasn't lost a game at home. I, I I'd love to back the Pistons here, uh, but no, I, I've got no interest. All right, we got the Pacers at the Bulls. Indiana minus two and a half total. Two forty one and a half. AJ. Yeah, I got burned last time. I bet a Pacers over, so I might uh, I might take a break uh, specifically against a. Uh, uh, this Bulls team, who I don't know, I don't know that they're looking to try and play in this track meet type game that the Pacers want to. Nope. We have the Mavericks at the Timberwolves, Minnesota minus nine and a half. Jazz at the Pelicans, New Orleans laying eight and a half. Grizzlies are at the Nuggets, Denver's minus seven and a half. Heat at the Warriors, Golden State laying two and a half at home. AJ, your thoughts? Yeah. I, well, first, let me say Grizzlies plus seven and a half is tempting uh, with as well as they've okay. been playing since uh, since Jaws been back. back yep. uh, seven and a half against a Nuggets team. Although the Nuggets have been really good at home. Uh, it feels like this this Grizzlies team is, is reinvigorated. As, as far as Golden State, um, yeah, the number feels about right. Laying, laying just under a possession at home to the Heat. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that, I mean, the, the, in the past it's been, oh, Warriors at home laying under three, easy money. Mm-hmm. But this Warriors team is just, they're a, a middle-of-the-pack team. They're a little bit better at home than they are on the road, but it's, there's certainly not like the home court advantage that they've had the last several years and certainly not the one that they had when they were at the Oracle. Yep. Uh, so this is, uh, it, it'll be a pass for me. The Spurs are at the Blazers. Portland's laying four and a half. And the Hornets at the Lakers. Lakers, 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, but how about the Portland Trailblazers being four-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites? That doesn't jive for me. But, uh, yeah, the, the Lakers, that, that is a pretty big number. But, man, the Hornets have been very, very poor away from home. Just four games on the ice tonight. The Canadiens are at the Hurricanes. Carolina is minus 270. Flyers at the Canucks. Vancouver minus 155. The Kings take on the Golden Knights here in Vegas. Both teams playing last night. The Kings with a come-from-behind route victory over the San Jose Sharks, while the Knights gave up four goals in the first period against the Kings. Lost that game 5-2. VGK favored tonight, though, minus 125. And the Oilers visit the Sharks, Edmonton. Minus 320 <laughs> San Jose, the aforementioned losing to the Kings 5-1, uh, excuse me, last night. As a reminder, you can head to pregame.com, take advantage of all the great discounts we have available for you, including the $30 off coupon using the promo code TOAST30. Toast 30, get you $30 off at pregame.com. That is $30 off of a best bet package, which includes games of the year. You can also use this coupon to get discounts on the special holiday weekend or all access, which gives you every pick in every sport from your favorite pregame pro through New Year's Day on Monday. So make sure you take advantage of the discount. Toast 30 at pregame.com. 
For AJ Hoffman and RJ Pell, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.